0: Good morning, everybody. It's Jessica. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 283 of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the marriage episode last Friday with my husband, Pete. It was really fun sharing about that one thing that we did to really strengthen our marriage lately. And I hope some of you will try it. Get the book or think of a way to answer daily prompts or journal each other or create a notebook where you're writing notes back and forth to each other. Those little things can go so far in strengthening your marriage and just being more intentional about the things you do for one another, the way you show love to one another, and just the appreciation you have to see the positive in them more often. So thanks for uh, listening to that episode as well. I know at the end of the episode, I said today was my friend Lena. And unfortunately, there have been terrible wildfires in Southern California I live just north of Los Angeles right now in the Thousand Oaks uh, Ventura area and we have had it pretty rough that first day the fire got within a few miles of my home and we left voluntarily. It was just smoky and gross so the boys and I packed up our special things and evacuated even though um, our home was not in imminent danger. It was still close enough (laughs) and we wanted to get out of town so we went to San Diego a few days. But man, day after day of the winds just being so crazy and just sweeping the fire through new areas and more evacuations. And we had so many friends evacuated and the firefighters just working so tirelessly. So a big shout out to all of the California firefighters that have been working round the clock to save homes, save lives, and to put this thing out. Um, Things are much better now, but it's still not over. Also, my heart... Is broken for the city of Paradise. I cannot even believe the devastation in that area, and my heart just breaks. So, if you are um, associated with anybody affected by that fire, if you yourself was affected, my utmost thoughts and prayers and love goes out to you. And during such loss, I can't even fathom that. Just, oh, it's just heartbreaking. So, oh, there's a lot going on in our world, but there is a lot of good too. So back to Lena. So Lena is my dear friend who has cystic fibrosis, and we had scheduled a call um, to, well not even a call, she was going to come over to my house to record uh, last week. But unfortunately, because of the air quality, she had to leave very quickly um, after the fire started because her lungs and her um, health is so fragile. And so we were not able to coordinate that interview um, at the last minute. So. Instead, I'm airing the episode I was going to do next week, and you guys are in for a real treat today. You know, or some of you know, I don't even know if I've talked about it. Do you know we're moving in a couple weeks? (laughs) My husband recently separated from the military after serving as a JAG um, in the Navy, and it's been a great experience, and it has offered a lot of opportunities for moves and meeting new people and appreciation for the military community. But the ultimate goal was for him to have um, this this new job as a prosecutor. And so last year he was applying for these jobs and they're very hard to get. And we feel so, so blessed that he was able to land his dream job. We can't go into that many specifics publicly um, just for safety reasons and things like that. But he is doing his dream work, doing really important work, putting really bad people (laughs) behind bars. And um, it's just exciting. However, it will result in another move. We had planned on moving um, over the summer. He was going to go do training in one location um, for a year or so and then move to a branch office. Um, But that got moved up because he got a new boss. So we are moving in the next few weeks, we actually bought a home. Um, we're still staying in Southern California, but a few hours from where we are now. And and again, for safety reasons, we can't really announce that. But if we're friends, I'll tell you <laughs> one-on-one. Um, but we're really looking forward to it. I can't believe we bought a house. Um, we are just thrilled. I think this is going to be a really good move. Of course, there's the normal kind of trepidation and and nerves that go into a move um, for my kids and, and for me too. But in honor of this move and in honor of the dear friends that I've made living here in Camarillo, I wanted to do a final episode with some of my best friends here, you guys. They're gathering at my home to just chat about motherhood. And I hope this will kind of give you an insight into the relationships that I've cultivated in just two short years and living here to give you hope that no matter where you live, what season you're in, by being intentional about honing in on even just one person that you think could be somebody that could add a lot to your life and that you could really add a lot to theirs as well, create the invitation you want to receive that's exactly what I did in Camarillo and I have a handful of really really dear friends that makes me tear up thinking of even leaving them and because of the investment I've made in these friendships I know they will not end um, even after we move but I wanted to gather them together my friend Nanette Stimley Heidi Wetton, and Annie Jenkins in my living room to share about their motherhood journeys and the lessons they've learned along the way. So I hope you enjoy getting to know my dear friends from my most recent place of dwelling in Camarillo, California. Enjoy. All right, I'm so excited to be sitting with some of my very best friends in Camarillo. Hi, Nan. Hi, Annie. Hi, Heidi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Okay, I want everybody to get to know your voice and your family and who you are. So Nan, do you want to start? Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm Nanette, I um, have four kids, so I definitely earned a place on this couch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a 14-year-old son, Rock, he's a freshman in high school. I have a 12-year-old daughter, Piper, she's in seventh grade. I have an eight-year-old, Archie, he's in third grade, and then a five-year-old who's in TK, so. How long
0: have you been married?
1: Been married almost 20 years. Wow. Yeah, so it took us a little while to have kids. And what else? I feel like when I get anxiety that my kids are growing and getting old, like I still remind myself that I still haven't even started kindergarten yet with my youngest, so then it makes it kind of like feel not so stressful that they're growing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'll take it. (laughs) I'm Annie, and I have been married for almost 15 years. Um, I've got a... Dot da- two girls and then two boys, so my oldest is eleven and a half. Um, my next is nine and a half, and then my um son is six, and then I have a two and a half year old and just living the dream. <laughs> well, those four kids I was a teacher before, and I taught up until
0: my first was born so perfect and for those of you that will remember. Um, any of the episodes where I talked about the hardy party or creating the invitation you want to receive or anything like that Annie was the one that was my first friend that made the guest list for my first hardy party where I literally only knew her And everyone else walking through my door. I had no idea who they were So thank you to Annie for creating my first guest list my and pleasure. giving me friends
3: My <laughs> pleasure, Good job, Annie Major credit My name is Heidi I have four kids also So this is the Four Kids Club. I've got um, the AB pattern, boy, girl, boy, girl. Caleb is 17. Lauren is 14. Andrew is 11. And Ella is seven. So my husband and I have been married
0: 20 years. So we we got that badge of honor. Yay. Um, Well, thanks for being here. And like I told you before, this is kind of just a selfish time to timestamp our friendship because I'm moving soon and I'm just so sad and I'm confident that, yeah, I'll make new friends and I've done it before and I'll do it again, but to really have, you know, friends that you just treasure and you can pile on the couch together and talk about the things that matter most to you and all of that, like... It takes a lot of work to find your people and then to invest in them so they will open up to you in the same way that you feel comfortable opening up with them, and I'm just really grateful I can do that with the three of you, and don't change your phone numbers because I'll keep stalking you. (laughs) Well, um, today we just kind of want to chat about our motherhood journeys, and just so that I can always remember your wisdom and kind of just where we're at right now in this phase of motherhood, because I think... Time like Nanette was saying, like time passes so fast, and when you're just go go going and things are changing and you're just trying to keep up, sometimes you neglect to realize like what's right in front of you and to really treasure where you are and even wishing away the hardest parts um, for the thought that maybe it'll get easier or something, but then you know Heidi has a son that's gonna be going off to school, and that's gonna look very different next year and and so just really trying to reflect upon our motherhood in a way that just helps us to appreciate like what's right in front of us. So um, first let's talk about older having older kids. So Nan has um, two teenagers, Heidi has two teenagers, and um, I want to know from you guys, what are the things, as you've evolved as moms, there's certain things where you start out and you have these expectations and you're doing things a certain way and things matter so much to you and you think you know exactly how you're going to parent and then you actually start parenting and then like everything changes. What are the things that you've come to realize don't matter as much as you thought they did? And then kind of going along with that, like what have you determined really matters most as a mom? Heidi, you want to go first?
3: Well, this may be a little, not as specific, but when I think about that, that question I think I think almost as I look back on my motherhood almost all those little things don't matter as much at all like Like little like most of it really and a long time ago when I was in college I studied family science and I had a class that I took that um, was just one of my very very favorites and the the professor had us recite every class I think well somehow it got stuck in my brain was this little mantra called, and he, it's, he said the purpose of the task is to strengthen the relationship and I I did not really get what that meant because that was before I had children but um, my, I loved it so much and I said it so much to my sister that she even gave me she like sewed or cross-stitched kind of a little thing with that little saying in it and um, it's on my walls and it reminds me and it has reminded me for years and years and years but it's a lesson I keep having to relearn but you know I can be very task oriented in my life and in my parenting and gotta get it done gotta get it done and check 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 and um, I keep reminding myself and especially as I reflect back on you know almost 18 years with my oldest like the most important thing is the relationship and You know every task can strengthen that relationship like every you know or it can hurt too you know every every time I demand or I direct too much or whatever that can hurt the relationship but every time I you know use the dishes as an opportunity to you know connect and find out what's going on in in their lives then that strengthens the relationship and that's really been a helpful just wisdom that again I've learned throughout toddlerhood all the way up to teenagehood so
1: that's awesome that's awesome man yeah i can piggyback what you said heidi or just say ditto (laughs) no i i um think the same thing so i had a interesting thought this year as rock went to high school i don't see him as much and so um i used to be task oriented where i was trying to be the most efficient possible so like i would always schedule carpools and try to you know just maximize my time the best way and now I'm I'm kind of swinging the opposite where I jump at the opportunity to like this morning he forgot his lunch so I had to drive to take him to school where he normally would be in a carpool and I was so happy to have that extra 10 minutes with him Mm -hmm. and so I think you you do you just shift um as your kids get older to wanting to be more with them (laughs) if that makes sense instead of I think when they're younger (laughs) you are a little bit overwhelmed and so you kind of try to shift the opposite way um I was also thinking um in response to your question is to do what's most important to them first. So to them. To them. Not to you. Right. To them. Yeah. And that, um, my friend actually taught me years ago when one of my kids it was like a birthday party I was planning and I was a little bit overwhelmed with my plans and like what I thought the theme should be and all the little details and she said, why don't you just find out what's important to them and do that first and then everything else is just extra. And so I remember my son really wanted a pinata. I think he was like five and I was kind of eye rolling the idea because I was like, where am I going to hang that pinata? You know, it's just <laughs> such a hassle. It's- <laughs> and so, but he really, that was important to him. And so when she had taught me that, I just did the pinata and then everything else was extra. So um, I think that carries over even as they get older. You know, find out from them a lot of times if I don't have an answer, I'll just turn to them and say, what do you think? Or um, why don't you have a brain dump and write everything that's going on in your life and what you want me to help you with. And then a lot of times those are the things I'll focus on first. Yeah.
0: Yeah. One thing that I have really learned from Nan is
1: that when her kids are having a problem
0: or there's like sibling rivalry or something, she will go to her child and say, how do you think you can solve this problem? And sometimes I think we use the pronoun, we, like, what should we do about this? But like, it's not about us at all, you know? And so, and not even just imposing, okay, you need to go say you're sorry, or you need to do this to solve this problem or whatever. She always asks her kids what they think they should do. You (laughs) do. do. You always, always do that. And you do it with your youngest and you do it with your oldest. Well, I don't hear you like, what should we do? do (laughs) Like, like, Tell me what you should do in this situation. But I mean, I'm sure you do. And so giving your kids space and empowerment yeah, and to realize, ownership, yeah. and ownership, yeah, and, and in, to really show that you believe in their ability. So like you're teach, teach, teaching them, you're modeling good behavior all in these teachable moments of life. And then when push comes to shove and something comes up where, you know, the rubber meets the road and there's a challenge or there's a squabble or there's, you know, something that's really they're having to make a decision, believing in them that they have all the tools. Was there all along, Dorothy? Like, you know, and gosh, that will serve our kids so much better than us just order them to do something that they either do so out of obligation, or like they resent us for just always like dictating how they should operate. Um, I heard something the other day along those lines. Just kids learn
3: how to make decisions by making decisions, not yeah. by not by getting directions. Yeah, you know, a lot of times mm-hmm.
0: we're really directive and we we know the answers. Totally, but.
3: but what we ultimately want them to do is to learn how to make their own decisions. Yeah.
0: We've kind of been struggling lately about playdates and going over to people's houses um, as Parker's getting older. He's eight now. And so, yeah, he's making friends that I don't know their families. So to turn your kids over to, you know, going to their house, usually our approach is park playdate first, get to know the family and and then proceed from there. Um, but he went over to somebody's house that I was comfortable with yesterday and they were doing some stuff like playing online video games, and usually that's a no-no in our house, but we were talking about how just by saying you can't do that doesn't mean the opportunities aren't going to rise again and again, and if we don't empower them to be able to know, like, what are the boundaries, why are the boundaries, and what do they think? What do they think will keep them safe, because safety is the issue. So what's reasonable? And we came up with there are opportunities that online play could be okay, but this is what it looks like. And so we really had to like talk through that and I really appreciated and I was ready to like just lay it smack down and be like, no more friend's house. You know, they're not going to their house anymore and da, 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 da. But they were, my husband and Parker were so right. Like, you know, like can we talk about it and can we problem solve? So yeah, I think that's, I think that's awesome. So Annie and I are both, I mean, she has, her oldest is 12 now? 11, almost Almost 12, yeah. (laughs) And, but she has down to, to Jackson's age as well, like me. So you're still in the throes of it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dumping stage, the uh, yeah, toddler tantrum, diapers, all dancing. of those things. She's well, been peeing on the potty. She's been so doing better with potty it, training than you? I am. Don't even, that's a whole nother episode. But <laughs> tell me how you have gotten through your toddler years, especially as you've evolved. Um, now that you have older kids, but now you also are parenting toddlers again. Like, are you doing it any differently? And in what ways have you had new revelations about the best way? To kind of approach toddlerhood in your home from your experience. Well, I did want to
2: share something about the um, about the things that you do when your kids. You know, they say it doesn't doesn't really matter. It doesn't it doesn't matter as much. Because um, I was thinking about this. I was actually talking to my sister about this about. Um, The things that we do, because as a teacher, as a school teacher, I led a very structured life. I like to have my schedule up in the classroom, and I like to, this is what we do every day. So that's how I approached motherhood, and I said, this is what we do. We wake up, we do this, we... And I remember getting laughed at, and people were like, oh, that's so silly. That's not going to happen when you're really a mom. But if it's important to you, it it does. And that's kind of how I led my life, because it was so important to me. And it's funny, because I was trying to think of something that maybe wasn't as important as it was then as it is now or if it's not as important. But it's funny because, like, story time. Like, I love reading books with my kids. And I'm so glad that that's still important to me because they're all excellent readers. They all love to read. And I was thinking, oh, like, music practice. It's torture to get them to get on, you know, practice their, do their practice. They all get on now by themselves without me like. I mean, it's not always perfect, but I just feel like I'm starting to see the fruits of my labor you know like all the hard like cleaning toilets cleaning bathrooms like that is you want to pull out your hair and say no we're going to get our jobs done and there's always screaming and fighting and but then once in a while they'll just get it done and i'm like oh the bathroom's clean and i didn't have to say anything and i feel like sometimes it's good to be able to as, as hard as it is to see in those two, three, four-year-old stage, you know, when you just want to be like, forget it. You're too young. You can't do it. Stick with it. Really stick with it because I have been so – I think that's what's fun about your kids getting older yeah. is you is you see your hard work paying off. Mm-hmm. And you say, wow, they actually do it now. They don't fight me on it. Or that they – They're capable. They're capable. Mm-hmm. And anyway, that's kind of just been a, a really um, – a fun thing it's fun having a two-year-old with older kids um because they just go with the flow so easy or they want to do the stuff that the big kids are doing they want to uh, we have piano lessons and james is the first one at on piano it's my turn <laughs> it's my turn you know he wants to do the same stuff that they're doing um that didn't even probably answer your question no it know. totally
1: did <laughs> and i think that's a
0: really good point annie that some of the things that are hard that we may be prone to let go of because we think it's not worth it. Do I really care? Is it worth fighting over training them how to properly clean a toilet? It's not worth it. I've given up that battle many times and I have nobody willing to clean a toilet in my home besides me. <laughs> but the fact that you were willing to stick with it because it did matter to you. So I think it's not only identifying what matters to you and sticking to your guns and realizing this will help them to be productive adults. You know, this will contribute to our family culture. Whatever it is, it's contributing to the value that matters to you in your home. Stick with it, and then there's also going to be things that it's like, yeah, that doesn't really matter. You know, making beds—does it matter? Does it not? It matters. It, ma- it is fine if it matters <laughs> like to you. Like
2: you guys, they don't make it, and they <laughs> all
0: make their beds. It's fabulous. <laughs> See? And that's fine. And so I think really identifying what matters to you and making sure those things happen and the rest can fall away. Or anything Mm -hmm. else is extra, like the birthday parties. Some people love throwing birthday parties. I'm not good at it Mm -hmm. and I don't enjoy it. I love getting people together. Mm -hmm. That's the value. And so my birthday parties are never going to be fancy. And, yeah, I think we ask our kids what matters. The pinata, done. Yeah, Other think, than that, it's like anything yeah. else is extra. If you want
1: Christmas decorations in July? We'll do it. Like right. if that's important to you. Like,
0: right. If you'll help get them out and put them back, right? It has to be, you know, a team effort. So I think really being clear on what are your family values and are you prioritizing them.
3: So, and I yeah. think as you as you get older, you just feel more confident in that. Sure. I found that. I think mm-hmm. that's what as I've as an old, you know, as a mom of older children, I'm like, you know, that's not our style or that's not, you know, but I'm really happy and confident more confident I mean there's still a lot of things that I wish we did better or whatever but I'm, I'm happy with what the wedding culture looks
2: like
0: you yeah know? So. that's super awesome and I found
2: the same thing that you have to be confident in what your family culture is what you believe is a family like in your family do you um, allow video games do you allow I'm just trying to think of you know what age do your kids get a phone all these issues yeah. that come up and do you do sleepovers my girls know that we just don't do it, so they don't ask for it, you know. Yeah. But do I care that other people do it? No, it does not bother me at all. And I think that's where it gets tricky. It's like as long as you know why you do it, and as a family, you're all on the same page, mm-hmm. that it works for your family. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna um, actually piggyback on that. <laughs> I got a lot of piggybacks. <laughs> um, so something that's changing in our family is like we established a lot. So let me back up. When you're a new mom, you gather, gather, gather. You you watch other people, you get information. You, and so I love what you're saying about being confident, like with your own family, because um, it is really important. Like if you guys establish rules, you need to follow through with them. One thing though that I'm finding is that um, as your kids get older, they start to have a say, and a lot of times, well, we're finding that there are rules that have been established in our family that haven't been um, we wouldn't budge on, and now we're actually sitting down and counseling with them and saying, "What do you guys think? Do you think these need to change a little bit?" Why? And if everybody's like feels good about it, then we come up with a new like parameter around the rule. And so I think that's another part of like parenting as your kids grow and change, to be confident but to also like listen to them and realize that they start to get experiences and then they want to be able to have an opinion and you got to kind of like have room for that, mm-hmm. you know? If that makes sense. Yeah, and
0: that really goes back to what you offer your kids and like, what's the solution? Yeah. Right? And so family family council, do you guys all family council? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like? So do you regularly family council?
1: We, yeah, we have been um, more lately. Okay. It looks like this. My older kids are in the room with us and my younger kids are not. (laughs)
0: <laughs> they start, by, and by then choi- they're out by choice, but, or they just yeah kinda yeah, yeah like they finger. just kind
1: of okay. leave um because our our family's pretty split because we are my kids are kind of far apart, mm-hmm. my older two are only two years apart, but the older two are the ones that I think it matters most mm-hmm. with, and their voice being heard um we've been trying to gather like in the evenings, I think that seems to work really good, and I think carving out time just to be together is super important, mm-hmm. even if it's for five minutes, yeah. ten minutes, you hear that, but now I'm finally feeling it that. You really do... Like, part of being confident is to actually, like, uh, fight for those moments, Mm. you know, and not give them away. Because if they have value, then other things will go away, right? Because that's... You'll show your family that's the most important.
0: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. We... I mean, my oldest is only 8 right now, so we don't regularly counsel together, but we have since Pete's been home less often lately. As soon as he gets home, they know we do spiritual thought time. So he's eating dinner for the first time at 8.30 p.m., and the older boys are up, and he shares what he read in the scriptures that day, and we talk about how it applies, and if anything happened in their days that relate to that and things. And gosh, like they literally spend 15 minutes with their dad each day, and it has like elevated the value and the quality of these relationships more than I've seen in a very long time. So it's a matter of intention. It's not like how much time. It's not telling you, okay, you need to add one more thing to your to-do list. Are you counseling every single week or every single night or whatever? No, but like what's the value? Gathering, building relationships like Heidi said, and revisiting things that need to be revisited and giving kids a voice when they need it. Um, I think you guys are all some of the very most spectacular moms and you're gonna roll your eyes. So I'm not even gonna look at you (laughs) that I've ever met and for very different reasons and In my younger self, I could envision myself like comparing like, oh my gosh, my kids do not have the expectations that Annie's kids do in terms of, you know, being trained on how to do things the right way and help being helpful in the home and having roles in the home. And she is just so intentional that her kids are growing up with a skill set that is just robust and service-oriented. And I mean, it's just so admirable. And my kids do none of those things, those lazy bones. But... I don't compare myself. To, I just learn from you, and I ask, "What are you doing on Saturday morning so that you leave your house at 1 p.m. and your house is clean? What the heck? And you didn't do it all?
3: I don't well, even understand." I yeah.
0: It into that. Well, Saturday mornings
3: uh-huh. aren't uh,
0: happy. I know, but having a friend like you and really learning from you instead of comparing myself. I've taken away pieces that relate to my life now and I hope that I can just continue to implement as my kids get older and learn. So I'm just so grateful in that way. And one of the things I often talk about on the podcast, Heidi, is that I've stopped reading parenting books and I've started reading self-help books. (laughs) 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 Because our kids don't actually do what we want them to do ever. But they're much more likely to become the people we want them to become when you're modeling healthy personal behavior relationships and when you are confident in yourself and when you are self-aware and striving to be the best version of yourself and to work through challenges in constructive ways when they see that on a regular basis they have a different trajectory in life mm-hmm. a like light years versus you you know step-by-step going through what to expect after you expect it. Is that even a book? I don't even know. But, like, even if you followed all of these parenting books to a T, they come wired like a completely different being that's ever been on this earth before. And so I just admire so, so much in Heidi, her willingness to be intentional and self-aware enough to just what do each of my kids need and then who do I need to be as their mom. And I just really admire that so much. So I'm wondering, what do you know for sure? There's so many things that just like fluctuate in life and in motherhood and different seasons and everything. Is there anything that you know for sure that if you were to like give advice to another mom or um, that you have learned through a certain life experience, what do you know for sure about motherhood or about, you know, just existing? (laughs) Like I don't know. That's what a hard I know one, i sure. I, I mean I, I feel
3: like it's kind of along the same lines what we've been talking about, but I I just go back to the thought it's maybe cliche but just that connection is the key. I, I really think with with everything, if you want your kids to listen to what you say or, or or hold you know, your opinion to have any value to them or, you know, for them to even dig deep and do what you want them to do when they really don't want to do it. I feel like, you know, if I'm not connected to my kids, my words don't really mean anything. So I I feel like if I, and I I saw this demonstrated a couple years ago. I don't know if you want me to tell the story, but I just saw, I just thought this story will always represent that in my mind. But I was working uh, up at the girls camp for the, working, doing the food and everything, helping with that. And at the end of the week, we were all, or few days. We were all hot and tired. Very <laughs> tired. And I had a, um, I had this sweet experience where I was kind of packing up the trailer and it was, we were all ready to go home. And this, uh, cute, one of the leaders came with a group of girls and said, how can we help you? What can we do? Put us to work. And it was a group of girls that I probably wouldn't have picked out to be the ones that were asking to help or would have come up and voluntarily offered that help but it was because of their sweet leader who I had heard throughout the week connecting with those girls staying up late with them and talking to them and really getting getting in their lives and really feeling helping them feel that they loved that she loved them I watched those girls like just chip in and I I always will think back on that and that's what I want to have in my family is like are, you know we can we help each other we support each other we do anything for each other because we're connected and we love each other so much and I really think love and connection is is really such a key part of parenting and families yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great that's great yeah no I think
2: that's that's huge just I I was thinking the positive just being positive and loving that's what I found it's it is because I mean and your family you can tell You can tell the connection that you have with each of your kids and everyone and to be able to look out for each other and what do you need and what can I do to help you? That was such a good example. Um, Yeah, that's what I found is just the positive praise and the love and it just makes everything better. And it's so hard. It's like it seems such an easy thing to do when your kids it, for me fighting is the thing that just sends me through the roof mm-hmm. you know and how do I how do I deal with that and that's what I'm I'm really working on like how do I just love and stay positive and, and help them navigate through these emotions they feel um to stay positive because when I lose it then the whole house has
0: mm-hmm. yeah. lost it mm-hmm. so
2: yeah. um yeah same positive and love
1: that's yeah, yeah is our- really nice no amen to what you said um, I was gonna say what I know for sure with your kids under promise over deliver okay yeah. so um, you asked did you ask about mom fails no oh I haven't yet. okay well yeah. I was just gonna share that like you can share there's nothing you well there's nothing more disappointing <laughs> than when you like forget a kid or you don't or you don't do what they yeah. asked you to do mom I asked you to bring my PE clothes you told me you would and then I didn't. And so that's when you start to feel guilty. But I was just going to say the thing that I know for sure is just if you under-promise over-deliver, then you'll always win, right? <laughs> I like that. In my mind, when you said, what do you know for sure? Love, love, love. Like if yeah. you always choose love, even when you don't feel it, just you can even say, I love you but right now I'm really mad and so I just need a minute to like cool off and then we can talk about it like it's always so choosing love doesn't mean you need to have all your feelings go away and then love them right away it just means like if you can say to them in the moment I love you and then express how you feel I just really can't talk about this right now or or I under I see you're upset So let's not talk about this now. I love you. And I know that we'll get back to a place where we feel it with each other. Yeah. And so just being like open, I think, because you do love them, right? But you may not feel it in the moment. And they don't feel it absolutely. You don't like them. Yeah. You always love them, but you don't like them all the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. And I think love equals respect. Mm -hmm. And so if you're getting into it with your kids or they're really bugging you or they did something really disappointing or things like that, if you react – really harshly or whatever and you don't take that time to step back or you storm out of the room and they just think it's because you don't like them or love them or you know like they're left to their own interpretation versus you saying I'm walking away because I just need a minute to breathe but I love you and we'll revisit this giving them the correct narrative of what's going on they're going to come up with something right and it's probably going to be that you don't like them If you're, you know, you're lashing out at them or yelling or whatever it is. And those things don't go away for them. You know, yeah, kids are forgiving and we all make mistakes and we can all ask for forgiveness. And goodness knows there have been times where I have not responded just right. Um, But I think that self-awareness piece of realizing if I can just communicate what I'm doing so that they can have an accurate picture of what's going on and that love really is at the root yeah I think that can just be
1: just, huge uh, yeah add to that so I I, as you're talking I, I hear this conversation that I have a lot with my kids I guess but I think being um, honest with them is super important so yeah. or for me anyway so like having a conversation like I'm your mom I always will love you I say that a lot to my kids I'm your mom I always will love you that will never go away right now because they can see when you're not happy with them so like I but I I feel really frustrated in this moment and I'm trying to figure out how to like move past that or mm-hmm. or even to say I know it sounds harsh but to be like I don't like what you're doing right now and I don't like the way it's making me feel so I need to figure out why and then we'll come back and talk about it like but just having the conversation cuz like you said if you don't sometimes vocalize those things I think that they um they fill in the blanks especially older kids mm-hmm. and so then they don't really take what you're saying seriously because they can see in your actions that you're feeling differently than you're saying. Mm. So like giving them the foundation of like, I love you. I always will love you. That never goes away, but I'm really, really mad right now. And I don't know how to resolve the situation or, you know, I don't know.
0: And imagine if your kids ended up doing that with their friends, you know, like all the back and forth, drama at school, like even from a young age, what if they're just like, when you do this, it makes me feel like this. What if that was like a normal part of our home so then they can then go do that because that's all they've heard. Instead of just like freezing people out or yeah. yelling or hitting, you know, whatever it is. I mean, cycles are cycles for a reason, and mm-hmm. and we're educating them on how to handle confrontation. Right. We're we're um, teaching emotions. them and emotions. Emotions. I
2: was gonna say. Oh my gosh! Is really good about I how you said it just like that yeah. is
0: probably how you say it to your kids. Totally. My calm,
2: calm calmly, yeah. and that's where I'm like I. I feel awesome. mom feels every day because yeah, I can't right. remain like I try and all of a sudden I'm like we just gotta yeah. stop this yeah. is not okay right you know but just to be able to say it calmly I'm just really upset right now I love you but to be able to stay calm in the moment Right. Well, I've actually That's done that a from
1: because hard... I've watched her she's a few years ahead of us <laughs> she's, the, she's the experienced one yeah no, but to, to say like when you give when you're emotional you're giving let's see how do you even interpret this but what am I trying to say? When you're in those moments, you're not going to learn anything. They're not going to learn no, anything. it's not a teachable no, moment. it's, no. not, it's a not a teachable, teachable moment. And though. so uh-huh. it really is just, I think it's just being real. Like, okay, I can see you're super upset and I'm super upset, even with the five-year-old. Like, wow, you just threw that across the room. And instead of getting mad that they threw something and that's like, you're going to hurt someone or you're going to, you know, and you get yeah. focused on that, you say, wow, I've never seen you throw something that far across the room. You must be really, really mad because that's like, that was really dangerous. And so for you to be that dangerous, that means that you must be feeling. And Heidi, she's shared enough experiences with her kids that like, she's taught me that principle of just like focusing on that emotion in the moment, but not having it be, um, you know, f- attached to like the way that you can't feel about them. You know, yes. I don't, it's hard to do, but.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and if and if this does not if you're listening it doesn't come naturally to you right now like it doesn't come naturally to any (laughs) of us (laughs) but 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 we but we we value (laughs) that and so we practice that you have to practice what you value it's not just going to happen you're not just going to do the things that mean the most to you by accident it's way easier to default into bad habits It's just way easier, so I think that's really important. Yeah. Sometimes I want to write these things down because I'll
2: hear someone share something like, "Oh, that's really good. I need to write this down." So when when my child chucks his toy across, wow, that's I can see that you threw that. I can tell that you're angry, and it really is. It's like those experiences. You know, I kind of file them away
1: on the back of my head, things that you've all shared. You if know. you just think about, if I'm five, how would I be feeling? What would I want someone to say right. to me? yeah, right. So, like, even I'm, you're 14, what would you want So, I would want my mom to say, gosh, you usually are really responsible with your phone, and today you weren't, and it's making me feel really frustrated as a parent because I was trusting you so much, and usually I can trust you. And so then, like, just, yeah. like, you would never want your mom to say, gosh, why would you do this? Like, you know, and, yeah. and just belittle you, and so... I don't know. Yeah. No, totally. Hey, everyone. Wanted to jump in really quickly and
0: thank our show sponsor today, and that is Vistaprint. One of my favorite things every single year is sending out holiday cards and making personalized photo gifts. Look no further than Vistaprint. Vistaprint has a wide selection of products, gifts, card templates, you name it, that will make holiday gifts an easy peasy process. So let's say that you want to make some holiday cards. All you have to do is get online, pick out a shape like a square or rounded corners, folded or flat, and then choose one of Vistaprint's gorgeous designs. You know what else I love about this? As soon as you upload your family photo you worked so hard to take, it uploads it into every single card so you can see what it looks like in every template. It's so genius! The website is so easy to use and you just figure out how many you need and they will be shipped to you in no time. I just received my Vistaprint cards in the mail and I am so obsessed with them. They look so good and the quality is so great. So your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed or then we'll make it right by either reprinting your order or refunding. So. Get merry, get jolly, and get 50% off holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on photo gifts at vistaprint.com just by entering promo code EMPHOLIDAY. That's vistaprint.com, promo code EMPHOLIDAY. Offer valid until January 31st, 2019. Thank you so much, Vistaprint, for sponsoring the show. Now, let's get back to the rest of my conversation with my Camarillo friends. So when I still read parenting books, <laughs> one of my favorite parenting books was "How to Listen." No, it was "How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk" or something like that. So much of your communication with your kids can be just simple like, "Hmm, oh, wow, I see." Mm-hmm. Just let them go. Like let them go. Let them lead and fill in the blanks, and then mirror back. Like what Nanette was saying. Wow, that sounds like you're really angry. And maybe they'll say, I'm not angry. Yeah. I'm, you know, another emotion. You might be like, oh, really? Yeah. Or like, I'm feeling really anxious about going to school. Right. When you thought they were just being a stinker and they didn't want to put their shoes on, really it's because they're being bullied at school or because they have a test that day and they don't feel prepared. or
1: right. You know, sometimes
0: it's just not about the thing that you think it's about. Mm-hmm. And it's you okay to them. teach
1: them that. Like, sure. hey, you know, this is a, a behavior, but... Maybe like in the next few days, think about why and then let, like you're saying, put it back on them, you know, yeah. and then let them figure it out. I think another good thing that I've just been learning, I wish I learned it earlier, is to say to them, I, I say to my kids, I don't know why, like God sent me to the earth first and he asked me to be your mom. And I, <laughs> and guess what? I'm still figuring it out. I don't have all the answers. I but a few I, more years. Yeah, but, totally. yeah. <laughs> but, but being able to say that to them and saying, but I love you and i I really want to help you be the best version of yourself as a mom. That's my goal. And so as long as they know that that's what you're trying to do, then they're more forgiving when you aren't, you know, and uh, you're like, I'm just trying my best. Sometimes I say that to my kids, all the time, I'm just doing my best, you know. Yeah. And um, I don't know, maybe I need to be more confident in being their mom, but I think it really does bring it down to a real level where – um. I don't know, you, you can be good friends with them and yeah. they can trust you and all that.
0: But you're still a place of authority where Absolutely. they value your life experience right. and your role that you've been given by God to parent them.
1: Right. And yeah. to help
0: them and support them
1: through this life. Yeah. And yeah. and and um, you know, you can only back up those emotions if you do the pre work, which is like um coming up with systems before that actually happens so like if phones are an issue in your home then you you talk about phones before they happen and okay here Uh are the rules here are the consequences and then when you get in the emotion all of you agreed to those consequences so you can always go back to that but when you're in the emotion I think you're free to say things like that like Uh you know I am your mom and I don't know all I've never done this before guess what you're my first 14 year old Yeah. yeah so it's okay to I think admit that
0: yeah, I'm a brand new 14-year-old mom. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> totally. Yeah, I think I think
0: that's huge. Yeah, I, yeah, and specifically about phones, I heard this from somebody saying, you know, they talk with their kids about what somebody with a phone looks like, like what their behavior looks like, what their maturity level looks like. And so they say like until we're going to discuss getting you a phone, we need to see that you are responsible with your property. And so this is what this looks like. You know, so if you come and ask me for a phone, I'm going to come back to this list of things that I think somebody who's ready for a phone, this is all the attributes that they would exhibit to show and prove that they're ready or getting a dog or mm-hmm. like it's like fill in the blank whatever it is, you know, having playdates, if you do do sleepovers. Um what does it look like to show you are ready for that? Um Austin, my 6-year-old has been using a lot of potty talk lately and so I've said we can't do play dates at somebody else's house until, on my watch, the potty talk stops. Because I can't trust you going to somebody else's house and trusting that's not just going to come out of your mouth. And so Nan's son Archie was over the other day, oh, shoot. and that's no, 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 it's talking. not about. <laughs> and, and, and he was potty talking. All this is actually this. just an intervention for Nan. This whole thing, <laughs> no. And so, so he was over playing with Parker. They're the best friends, and um. Austin was kind of pouting in the house. And I said, oh, aren't you going to go play? Because it's like at my house. Aren't you going to go play? Well, I really want to, Mom. I'm like, okay, go play. Have have fun. And he's like, but I can't. And I'm like, well, why can't you? He's like, because you said if I was being inappropriate, then I couldn't go have playdates. And I'm like, oh, well, if you're choosing not to be inappropriate at our house, like, prove to me that you can do that. He's like, but Mom... I really just love being inappropriate. <laughs> Stop it. And I'm like, uh. And so I was like, took a beat. Cause <laughs> I'm like, now I'm like really in for it. And I said, I think you really love getting attention. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, you love it when they laugh at you? Yeah. You love it when the, especially the big kids laugh at you and, and it makes you feel cool? Yeah are there other ways besides being inappropriate and doing dance moves with your privates that would, you know, yield a reaction and make you feel good and feel seen? Okay, so we worked on a couple jokes and then I sent him outside to play and sure enough, he comes in. Oh, I told the pilgrim joke and they really thought that was funny. So like really helping them to, but like he still can't go over to other people's houses. Well, he was at your house yesterday. I hope that was fine, Annie. Uh, But, you know, so telling them like, what, what's the appropriate behavior that will lead to whatever that desired outcome is? So anyways, I just feel like I've learned so much from all three of you and I'm so grateful for your friendships and um, I was like laying in bed last night thinking about moving and I'm just like, what am I going to do when I can't just like call them over or have them for lunch or whatever. Um, I just, every place I've moved, I felt like it was for certain people that I was supposed to meet and these three ladies on this couch are it for me and um I just feel really grateful that you've taken time out of your lives to pour to my family and to me and I feel like a better mom because I've gotten to watch you guys really and truly so I always ask my guests one final question on the podcast I mean we've kind of talked about it in roundabout ways but just because it's My podcast, and I always ask this question. I'm going to do it anyways. So, what would you tell your pre motherhood self? So this can like just apply to you, even in your family. What would you tell your pre motherhood self? Anybody want to go first? I'm
1: crying. (laughs) (laughs) I can start. Okay. I would tell my pre motherhood self, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. It's really not, and especially everything. I think every mom. That has kids grown and raised would say that. And so, and you hear them say that, you know, Mm -hmm. or you mostly hear them say, they grow so fast, the time goes so fast. Mm -hmm. But that translates to me like it's not that big of a deal. Like, don't worry about the things, don't get stuck in the weeds, you know, just Mm -hmm. see the the bigger perspective. And I loved what, what did you say? You said, Oh, what's the purpose of the task? The purpose of the task, yeah, to just, you know, like, yeah, that was all. My, I, love my I, uh,
2: I was just gonna say don't send don't sweat the small things like the glass of spilled milk which when i was a new mommy bag like,
0: milk is so annoying to clean up, it is water. Like, yeah I, I don't stress over water anymore. yes i, I don't stress water. about
2: water but like yeah things like that like yeah. things that you know i thought were oh if they're doing this i'm not being as good enough a mom or something um, but just to enjoy all those little things with my last, my James two and a half. I just, I mean, everything. I feel like I follow him around with the, my camera and my <laughs> and a video camera. I'm just like, oh, say that again. That was so cute. Just how he says things, how he, to enjoy just how they hold your hand or how they sing in the back of the car and not to be annoyed with, you know, those little even the fighting. It was funny. My, my one daughter went off to a science camp, and she was gone for a couple of days. And our house was just, it was depressing. We all just kind of walked around like, oh, Maddie's not here. And it, it, we all just missed her just to enjoy, enjoy each other and, and not just for the small things. So that was really good.
3: Well, we all needed Jessica, too. I have to say that. We are so glad that you were put in our lives because you are special and you've you've taught us all a lot so and I think I would say to my pre-motherhood self that there is just so much beautiful growth ahead I mean I think really there's just so many beautiful lessons personally and as a mother that we have to learn and it really isn't that much about the kids in a lot of ways yeah. it's about and all the things that you're going to teach them right. <laughs> you know it's like there's just so many incredible lessons that our kids have to teach us and that we need to learn in order to like keep growing and progressing as people. And I think, you know, I I wish I learned earlier that to do more showing and less telling to my mm. kids. You know, I I feel like I'm that's kind of clicking a little bit more. It's like the things that because I've noticed my bigger kids, older kids are picking up on a lot more on the things that they see me Doing personally, then, you know, you know, you should da 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 da. Right. You know, so I wish I had done that a little bit more and a little bit sooner. But um, just that's just one of the many beautiful lessons that motherhood offers. So
0: mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, I concur. I think the more that I mothered, I'm only eight years into this. I think we underestimate like we've only been a mom, not like our whole lives. <laughs> like I've been a mom for eight years. You know, you've been a mom for 18. You've been a mom for 11 and a half. You've been, you know, like, we're still new at this in a lot of ways. And each season of our kids' lives bring, like, a new season of parenting where, again, like, this is our first time having a 14-year-old. This is our first time having a baby. You know, like, there's all these firsts, and we expect to be great at it. Um, And so I have found that as I've eased into each new season and new circumstances and new challenges – when I am stepping forth with confidence in my values, in my ability to discern, to follow my intuition, and to lead with love, like, I just have a lot more confidence that I'm gonna do it pretty good, and in the ways that I'm not doing it great, I'm gonna learn, and I'm gonna do it differently next time. And that's good enough, (laughs) that's all. That's all that we can really ask for, and that's all we can ask for for our kids. too. I want to see my kids realizing that they don't have to be stressed if they do something wrong because there's um, always opportunities to make it right. And um, anyway, I'm so glad that I have this timestamp and this um, evidence (laughs) of your friendship and of your wisdom. And um, thanks for taking the time to chat, ladies. Thank
2: so you. Fun. I know, like, what are we going to do without you? Just because, yeah. like, the gathering. I'm always like, I don't think of the things that you think of. It's so wonderful. Uh, like, oh, let's all get together for this. Or let's. Yeah, it's so wonderful. Your gifts you have shine such bright. a gift. You yes. really do have some um, special
0: gifts. I just had them over to tell all my listeners all the things that they love about me. <laughs> I mean, no, just, <laughs> You don't have to put this on your Anything backup. else? No. <laughs> no. Um, it takes all of us. It takes all of us. I bring certain things to the group. And each of you brings certain things to the group. Um, takes all of us. Takes all of us. Love you guys. Love you. Thank you. That was such a special time with my friends this morning. I'm so grateful for their willingness to take time out of their lives to chat with me. I'll never forget their wisdom. And I'm so glad I have a recording of it. Just like Annie was saying how she wishes she had a notepad to take notes on what they were saying. Well, Annie, now you have a podcast. Duh. That's why I do this. (laughs) If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at Jessica at 3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. Over at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com is where you can find show notes and pictures, including family photos of Nan, Heidi, and Annie's beautiful families. And yeah, that'll about do it for us. Um, Coming up this Friday, I'm going to share with you changes that I'm making in the podcast for the coming year. I am taking off all of December. I'll be re-airing some episodes that are some of your favorites, our favorites, that I think got buried in the archives, just to make it a little easier for you to be able to to listen. Um, And even if you've listened before These are ones that I've deemed worth a re-listen. So you're welcome for doing that homework for you. But I really am anxious to share with you all of the new things coming up with the podcast, including a brand new name. And I'll tell you the why behind that on this Friday's episode. So thanks for tuning into the podcast today, everybody. We'll see you next week for another episode with another extraordinary mom. Bye.